Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're tuned in to Wild Podcast. By all means, go to wildpodcast.me. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. Now, today we have a special guest. We have Letitia B. Russell. She wrote the book, The Naked Truth. Letitia, how you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Thanks for asking. So I'm very curious because I'm into book covers. I do judge books by their covers. Um, <laughs> why did you choose to have boxing as your theme cover? You know, it's interesting because I, there was some controversy behind this. Um, and so it was one of those where, you know, I had some that felt like, nope, not appropriate. We, we're not going to do that. We're going to go, you know, go more of a professional look as, as I use air quotes. And so I went against the grain because I've always been one that I've really done things based on what others feel, right? Because I felt like, okay, if I change it up, I'll sell more. But I, I, the boxing theme meant more to me because I think it, it really speaks to my life and what I've dealt with throughout life. And I've always felt like I've been in a ring, I've had an opponent, and I love boxing. Um, I'll add that. And so I've always just felt like I was always – um, going against something, right? Just as, as I went through life's journey. And for me, that is why I really selected a, a boxing thing. Gotcha. So give me a synopsis of what the naked truth is about. You know, it's a memoir about my life. It, it talks through uh, me dealing with uh, childhood sexual abuse at an early age. Um, it, it talks about just trauma overall, dealing with depression, um, thoughts of suicide at some point in my life. It talks about um, just all trauma, health issues. And so when you think about, you know, even looking at the cover, I look like a professional woman, right? And I always say, you know, it's not about what you look on, look like on the outside, but so many people, you can't always judge that, and so I just I thought it would be important to really display not only the imagery on the front end of it, but as you start to look and, and read through the book, you will know really what what I've dealt with throughout life. And so um, that is really what it's about. With this book, it's a very personal story. So I'm I'm extremely curious to know what gave you the courage to decide to put your story in a book. Man, it was tough. Um, it, it wasn't until, you know, I, I published, published the book last year, um, October of 2019. And, you know, think about it. I've, I've dealt with this my entire life and I was just tired of hiding. I was tired of really, <clears throat> um, having to feel like I had to be someone else. Um, I had to really start telling my truth. And as I began to post various things on social media, people really started saying, you're encouraging me, right? Keep doing what you're doing. And so for that, I really felt like it's time. It is time to now own my truth. And even within family and friends, no one knew what I had dealt with. And so it was just, it was time for me to stop hiding behind that that other person, as I call it. Um, and it was it was really time for me to start telling my truth. So I got a chance to read your sample chapter, and I had to stop at a certain point because it was making me uh, very emotional. You're dealing with something that I've dealt with um, that I still have like remembrance of. Um, wow. I have I have symptoms or or I've had a symptom of alopecia, uh, but in your in your book you talk about that and. The, the part that was making me uh, about to cry is you're married and you were trying to 
I guess hide something from your husband for some time until you finally dispose or expose the fact that, hey, this is who I truly am. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'll say I'm 43. Um, I've dealt with alopecia for many years, um, pre my husband, um, pre moving to Atlanta. And I've always worn wigs or weaves. And, you know, I would go to get my hair done and, um, you know, when, when you get your hair done or even for men, when you get your hair cut, um, your stylist tends to turn you toward the, the mirror at times, right? I was so afraid. I was, um, I was afraid. I was shameful. Um, I couldn't look at myself, um, in the manner in which my hair was. And so I finally, um, end, I'd say end of last year, I decided to just simply say, it is time for me to cut my hair. It is time for me to stop pretending like I am someone that I'm not. And I remember saying to my husband, you know, babe, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just cut it off. I'm ready to, um, go ahead and show who I am. And he was supportive, right? He said, great, go for it. But there were times that he would say, babe, I think you would look good, great in this hairstyle. And it would be this short hairstyle, maybe trimmed on the side. And I would fake the funk and I would say, yeah, but my hair is shorter than that. He didn't really know how short it was. I would just, you know, play it off and say it's, it's shorter than that. And so finally, um, I decided let's take some pictures. And that was the first time that A, I decided to go bald, just cut it, cut the rest of what I had off. And then, dang, I decided to step in front of a camera. Who does that when you decide to just finally come forward? And so um, the first time he saw me literally was when he met me at the shoot location. And I cried. I I just, um, I cried. And I didn't know if he would still love me after seeing me completely bald. Because mind you, I didn't have just, it wasn't just short. It was bald. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what he would think or say. And he he literally asked the photographer, "Can I can I take a picture with her?" And um, he kissed me on my head, and and it was just emotional, gay. But it was a day needed, and I have not looked back. Right. So you you are still struggling with lupus, or you have it under control? I am. I am still struggling with it. I don't talk about it as much. Um. You know, that's the one thing that um, I struggle with. And let's face it, as as black women, sometimes we tend to um, not necessarily talk about health as much. And for me, I never wanted anyone to focus on just medical or just she's bald or she's dealt with this, right? I didn't want anyone to label me. And that is something that I, I can honestly admit from time to time I still struggle with. Um, just admitting that yes, I don't feel good, right? I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not feeling it today, but I keep pushing forward because sometimes I feel like I have to, but I do still struggle with it day to day. Gotcha. So let's talk about the the three top elements in your in your book. Can you discuss those with me? Yeah. So I talk about childhood sexual abuse, um, dealing with it at a young age, being very fearful to talk about it, to tell my mom about it. My mom was um, married three times, and those those marriages, she was unfortunately um, dealing with physical abuse, and I saw that, right? I saw it at a young age. I saw it throughout her marriages, and the second husband is who began um, sexually abusing me, 
And I never said anything to her. I said something at a young age to a really good friend of mine. And she finally said, Letitia, you have to say something. You've got to, you've got to be able to tell your mom what's going on. My fear was, but will she leave him, right? And, and am I willing to um, face it if she doesn't? So what type of resolve will that bring me if I say something and I don't necessarily um, see the outcome that I need? The other thing that I talk about is physical abuse. And with the physical abuse, I actually started dealing with that also at a very young age. And I, I saw it in my mom. And unfortunately, I began to be the individual that was physically abusing boyfriends. I, I hate to admit it, but that's just what it was. And then mm-hmm. I then became the victim of physical abuse. And I always say, you know, my mom or no one taught me what good looked like. No one told me, you know, this is how a man should really treat you. And so I thought you loved me if you were putting your hands on me. And we we both know that that's not the case. And so the, the next element that I talk about is just the trauma overall with health, suffering from depression, because unfortunately I dealt with depression because of all of this, keeping all of this in, feeling like I could not share this with anyone. And I remember sitting on my floor, um, I was I moved to Atlanta from Denver, and I sat in the middle of my floor with a gun, and I thought about taking my life. I had written the letter. Um, I was 32 at the time. That was a year of just going through so much, being in Atlanta by myself, thinking I could handle everything on my own. Mind you, I hadn't stepped out and began telling my story. And so it, the book just really outlines all of the things that I dealt with. And even as as friends, they said to me, I didn't know you were dealing with all of this. And and it was set up that way, right? It was set up that I couldn't really tell you that this is what I dealt with. So in, in, in essence, I put on this facade of an individual that it really wasn't me. And so when I finally began telling my truth, it was freeing. It was my story. It was, you know, an opportunity for me to just, the more I told the story, the more it fueled, fueled me to really just own and forgive the individuals that hurt me in my past. Let's switch gears just a little bit. This podcast is definitely dedicated to people who are trying to figure out, you know, who the author is and how did they establish, um, you know, coming out with their first book. Uh, what was that writing process for you? How long did it take? Um, You know, it took probably a, a solid year, and that was a year writing, right? It wasn't a year of, now let me think about – what am I going to say? How am I going to frame it? So it was a good solid year of a writing, um, but it took quite some time for me to really come to terms with what am I going to say? Am I willing to risk losing family? Because when I tell you the book lays out things just in raw form, it, it was I couldn't lay it out pretty because my life wasn't pretty. And so I had to step back and say I might hurt people within you know, naming or sharing my story. But guess what? I've been hurt for so many years, I couldn't necessarily think about that anymore. And so it was a good year of just writing through it, but it took quite some time because I would pick it up, I would put it down, but it, it finally I said, I, I, I've got to do it. This is, this is the only way that I am going to free myself in order for me to start sharing my truth. Yeah, writing is definitely a, a healing process. I know when I first got started, I was writing poetry, and it, it definitely was uh, therapeutic. Um, so how did it help you during your process? 
you know, I it helped because it was finally time for me to say, you know, I held on to that anger of why me? I asked the questions of, you know, look, I'm 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 a spiritual person. I go to church, but I had to ask myself many times, why why would you take me through this, right? And it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just the the sexual abuse. It was the physical abuse. It was the trauma. It was the depression. It was the thoughts of suicide. But I really had to shift that thought and that mindset to say, why not me, right? Sometimes God gives us things to His people that He knows can handle it. And although there were many rough patches, I came through it. And so it it, it I looked at it as it wasn't me falling and never getting back up. It was me falling, and now I'm able to get back up and share my story. Um, I didn't look at it as a failure. It was really an opportunity for me to now share my story and to now heal and help others. And I think that is what I am now doing is I'm able to heal others through sharing my story. And, and as I continue to share my story, I heal every time. Look, your story is not my story. I get that. But it's really being able to accept that while you might have a story, in your timing, in your way, began to share that story because you will be amazed at each and every time you began to share and open your mouth and say something that you are healing yourself. It's no longer about the individual, right? You can't right. get continue to give that energy to the people that have, that have hurt you. You've got to now focus on you and how do you continue to heal you. So let's tell people how they could get in contact with you and where they could purchase your book. Absolutely. Um, you can follow me on all social media handles um, at Letitia B. Russell. Um, usually I'm more active on Instagram and my business Facebook page, but I'm Letitia B. Russell. And then also you can purchase my book at my website, www.letitiabrussell.com. I'm also available on Amazon. Well, you're listening to Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. We just got done talking to Letitia B. Russell. Letitia, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for coming on to Wild Podcast. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you.